All right. Um, it was like, what, 10 days ago we made that first episode. Probably like a week ago that I made a 30-minute rant, um, just a recording, because I wanted to, you know, get all the thoughts uh, in a recording that were going through my mind. And um, I'll add that recording before this episode on the podcast. Um, maybe I'll add, I'll, I'll, I'll add that recording to the back end of this, I guess. Right? Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll add this recording to the, or that other recording to the back end of this episode. Um, so, you know, that'll be the last half hour of this, but basically in that recording, I, um, the, the main points that I make are... Marriage is more about um, the exchange of some sort of false sense of forgiveness and absolution between two people, um, and that's really what the definition of love is in in my book. Not um, not this whole you know we 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 selflessly admire one. No, it's it's not that. Okay, I I, I really do believe it makes much more sense in my mind um, that people uh, just sort of repressed the fact that what they're looking for is forgiveness and absolution. Uh, I think they repressed the fact that the, the thing that they are most scared of is is the demons that are in their own minds, okay? And when they get married, you know, you don't have to sleep alone at night. You get this false sense of forgiveness and absolution. Somebody, you know, says, I love you. And then you say, I love you too. It's like, yay! No. See, see, that's not fair, though, because uh, I've been married 10 years, and uh, my wife doesn't help me fight the demons. I still have to fight them. I just uh, wake her up when I do it. Yep, well, that's, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that's, that's your problem. Um, so Moving on. That, that, was, that was the summary of that spiel. Um, actually, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to stop this recording right now. I'm going to put this on the front end of it. Then I'm going to add that recording I made in the middle. And then you'll hear the rest of this at the end of the episode where we recap it and then continue. See you on the other side. Okay. What's up, guys? Just Caleb, no Dan. I uh, wanted, wanted to get this out there before I lose my train of thought. Um, none, of, none, of this is, none of this is fact. It's not science. There's no... Uh, there's no control group in an experiment to prove it. Just some uh, some logical thinking. And by logical, I don't mean that this is logical as opposed to illogical. I just mean that it's logical in the sense that it's a process of thoughts that lead one into the other. It's not fact. It's sort of like a series of mathematical equations, I guess, in a way. A equals B and B equals C and C equals D and D equals E, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's a question. If anybody would like to tell me why I'm wrong about any of these things or answer a couple of these questions, feel free. I would love the dialogue. I have a lot to learn. Trying to figure this out myself. So, let's get to it. Um, What do chickens and humans have in common? 
Now, I actually have chickens at the house. So, I uh, spent a reasonable amount of time watching chickens be chickens. Um, chickens are stupid. I'm not saying human beings aren't stupid. Human beings are definitely smarter than chickens. But I, I, I would say that what they have in common is they uh, don't like being alone. Now, why don't chickens like being alone? Well, um, you, could, uh, you could say because they're scared. They feel safer as a pack. That would make sense. But it's also been proven that if you raise a baby chicken by itself, without any other baby chickens, or, you know, a baby duck, or just something else for it to interact with, it'll just die. Not for any medical reason, but because it, it's almost, uh, it's almost like it doesn't have a little chicken reason for being alive, you know? It's not interacting with anything, so it just stops, which is weird. People say, uh, you know, science this, science that. I think maybe things naturally, uh, some things naturally want to interact with other things. It's possible. I don't know. It's a great question. Not that I'm looking for a specific answer. I'm just saying it's something worth thinking about. I think human beings don't like being alone as well. I think that's pretty well proven throughout the history of the human race. Now, you could say you haven't heard of the human beings that like being alone because nothing's ever written about them and they're lost to history. That's true of the human beings that liked being alone, but I still don't think there were many of them um, for the reasons that I'm about to go into. Now, uh, the human race, as far as documented... Uh, documented history goes started in Mesopotamia that's 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 the theory about 6,000 years give or take now some Christians say well that's how old the earth is and I'm not I'm not getting into that stupid argument you're not going to prove it so just we can shut up about that I also don't see what there is to gain by trying to figure out how old the earth is not from a philosophical standpoint anyway scientific sure but philosophical no it's a stupid thing to argue about but the human race has been around for about six thousand years um what what have we been doing pretty consistently for the past six thousand years well let's see um engaging in some sort of a conflict yes absolutely Finding new and interesting ways to be screwed up individuals. Also, yes, absolutely. Um, procreating. Having kids. Yeah. Yeah, we're pretty good at it. Um, now, there are other things, but I think that's a pretty good summary of the human race. We find new and interesting ways to be screwed up. There's a lot of conflict. And uh, we, we procreate a lot. And I think you could also make a pretty good argument that up until maybe 1980, really up until the internet, you know, um, I, 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 think, I think even now with the internet, it's, it's just a little, a little bit more complex. Even now, um, 
people have an inherent desire for uh, a connection with something outside of just uh, just the world they live in. You know, God, something divine, um, uh, uh, a universe, some it's Mother Nature. But we we all seem to have an inherent desire for something more. Um, even even the scientific minds, you know, they want to they want to explore the universe. They want more. They want to. Uh, they're looking for an answer. It's not that they're asking a particular question. They're looking for a particular answer that has particular implications in their life. And a lot of the time, I want to say ninety nine point nine percent of times, these people look for answers without articulating what answer they're looking for, but that doesn't mean that they haven't made up their mind as to what answer they're looking for. Subconsciously, people know what it is they want to find. And they and and know and they know what it is they want to have manifested in the world to be true. But outside of them, you know, it's it's a really weird thing. Like I want to find out that God has all of these traits and that God wants me to do this. It's like, okay, well, either that is true and you are going to figure that out or the other 99.99999% you know, probability is that it isn't true and then you're just never going to accept that it isn't true because that's the answer that you're looking for. Right. So I think that's the way that most human beings are now, whether it's God or science or, you know, a, a relationship or whatever. People have these preset criteria for what it is they're looking for. And then consciously they think they're asking a question, but really subconsciously they're looking for a specific answer. And they'll spend their whole lives trying to find it and never being satisfied. And they can't figure out why. And it's because they're just lying to themselves. I, I, I really I really think that's a possibility. I'm not, I'm not saying that that's definitely true. I'm saying it's something to think about because that and you know some people are gonna say, well, you're projecting. I'm like, well, you know, I am projecting about how I was. Um, I've accepted now that you know I've, I've, I've dug a little bit deeper into those answers that I was looking for. There's still a lot to my subconscious that I have not yet been able to look at directly. It's almost like it's it's just outside of my view, off to the side, you know, and I can't quite look at it peripherally, but it's all there. You know, we, we block we block our conscious minds out of those things, I think. But anyway, not the point. So all of that said, um, throughout the course of the human race, marriage seems to be a pretty solid underlying theme up until the internet around there, you know, and you could say the internet being collected, uh, be, being connected as an entire world. Um, but mostly uh, around the time the internet is where that stopped. Why marriage? And I'm talking about marriage across so many different cultures. Now, some cultures you can get married to multiple people. Some cultures believe in different gods. Some cultures uh, believed in multiple gods. Some cultures worshipped uh, their ancestors. Some believed in reincarnation. 
But this this marriage theme seems to be pretty solid all across the board throughout the uh, history of the human race. Why, though, is the question. And uh, I would like to... This, this isn't an answer to that question. It's an extension of the question itself. I think that it's possible, right? Um, by the way, me and Dan watched a movie called Flatliners yesterday. The basis of the movie is there's these med students, um, five of them are the uh, main characters in the movie, and one of them, nine years before the movie starts, uh, was looking at her phone when she was driving, uh, crashed, car went over the bridge, her little, her little sister died, but she survived. Fast forward nine years, that's when the movie starts. She wants her colleagues to stop her heart and let her die for a minute and then bring her back. And they do it. And she ends up remembering uh, and, and, and retaining knowledge that she had lost all throughout her life. Uh, she described it as experiencing pure energy. Right, um, and and she it, she seems to be better after having had the experience. So then another med student does it, and then after that two more, and then the fifth guy decides not to do it because he thinks uh, it's stupid and there's nothing to gain from doing it. Now, the first girl that did it ends up uh, hallucinating, having delusions. And then the other three start having delusions as well. But this first girl um, is feeling guilty about having crashed the car and her sister dying. And the, the second guy who did it, well, the, the first guy who did it, but the second person to do it, um, pressured an old girlfriend into having an abortion and then wasn't there for her and hasn't talked to her since. And it's been five years. The third girl who does it... Um, in the hospital, forgot to ask a guy if he was taking any medication, caused an allergic reaction with two more medications she gave him. He died. She changed the autopsy records, and no one knew about it. The fourth girl um, in high school uh, sent nude pictures to her whole class of a girl who had a higher GPA than her so that she could end up being at the top of the class. And then the fifth guy didn't end up doing the flatlining. Well, the first girl who crashed her car and her sister died, um, by the way, spoiler alert, she, um, after being terrorized by the, this, this, um, I guess, guilt, uh, guilt-originated demon is, is, is the way I'm going to describe it. After being terrorized by it, um, the one night she ends up falling off of her fire escape and she dies because of these delusions and hallucinations that she was having. And then the other three who did it end up saying, uh, deciding that they need to um, make things right. They need to fix what they are guilty about. So the guy who did it second goes back to his old girlfriend to make things right, apologize, try and uh, make amends for everything that happened. Turns out she didn't have an abortion. He has a five-year-old son. Um, the third girl who did it um, doesn't want to go to the dean to tell him that she messed up and she changed the autopsy records because she'll lose her nursing license. The fourth girl that flatlined 
went back to the uh, high school classmate of hers, told her that it was her who released her naked photos, and the girl ended up forgiving her. Then the third girl who flatlined ends up, uh, you know, losing her mind because of the fact that she's still being terrorized by this demon that's been terrorizing them all. Maybe the demon for each one is specific to their uh, particular circumstance as far as what they did. But she ends up going back to the, uh, the basement where they, they were flatlining originally, and she stops her own heart with the paddles. Um, they get down there. They're trying to resuscitate her. She's under for like six minutes. And um, when she's like dreaming the way that they were before, um, that first girl who died ends up telling her in the dream that she has to forgive herself um, and make things right. And uh, I, I think the point of that is um, that the... The second person and the fourth person to do it, the people that they wronged were still around. They, they were still alive. So they went to them and asked forgiveness, and they got forgiveness. But um, that third girl that did it, she couldn't ask that guy for forgiveness, which was why she tried to uh, – which was why she stopped her heart again because she wanted to, I guess, cross over and ask him for forgiveness was the idea. But really what she needed to do was make things right and forgive herself. But I think the point of the movie was that um, also after flatlining, um, the second the the second person to do it, that guy, and then the third per or the fourth person to do it, um, end up hooking up, having sex. Um, and then the third person to do it, that girl who killed the guy in the ER, and the fifth guy who never ended up flatlining also hook up. And I think, I think that right there is a metaphor for something that's very true in the world, which is um, what I'm going to get to here. The reason why everyone throughout the course of the human race just seems to have this inherent desire to get married, you know? Now, you could say that's uh, that's what structures our society as a whole, a solid marriage. Okay. Could be. Um, you could say that humans are just like chickens and we don't like being alone, and that's why we get married. Could be. You could say it's sexual desire. Probably also has a, has a little bit to do with it. Um, you could say it's love, which... I find that concept to be just a tad bit insipid, as Agent Smith said in The Matrix. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and get right to it. I suppose... I only have, I'm only saying this because I'm not in a relationship, so I'm not a hypocrite if I say it. The reason why people get married, I think, and this raises a lot of questions is because they need forgiveness. Forgiveness for what? Well, I think that pertains to uh, each individual, but I, I... Whoever's listening to this, you feel guilty about something. Um, 
It doesn't matter if you're married or single, not anymore. Because after the internet came out, well, there's plenty of things that you can hide behind. You can hide your guilt in your spouse. You can hide it in your girlfriend. Uh, you can hide it in your boyfriend. You can hide it in social media. You can hide it in your friends. You can hide it in your job. You can hide your guilt in a lot of things. But what is the point? What's the underlying, uh, what's, what's the common denominator of it all? You need to get so caught up and attached to something else that it distracts you from your own guilt. Wherever you are, if you're listening to this right now, stop hiding behind your spouse. Stop hiding behind your girlfriend. Stop hiding behind your boyfriend. Stop hiding behind social media, TV, politics, your job, your friends, your religion. I know that's a big one. Just, just, just because you mouth some words or you go to church weekly? No, 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 no. Uh-uh. Nope. Get real. Grow up. You, you can't hide your guilt in those things. Sorry. Now, hey, hey. I guess, I guess maybe you could hide your guilt in those. We would call those people people who are asleep. But um, I, I would say there's a reason why if you have a dog every once in a while, you see it ha having a nightmare, right? Nightmares aren't just for humans. Dogs have them too. Why? I don't know. Maybe dogs don't like being alone either. I, I'm willing to bet that... If someone is single and they're having nightmares, being in a relationship would stop those nightmares, right? Having someone to hold you when you sleep would stop those nightmares. Watching enough TV would stop them. Looking at enough social media, playing enough video games, thinking enough about politics or the world, all of it, 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 it would stop the nightmares. Why? Because you have morals and ethics that you have not lived up to. You know there are things that are true that you choose not to believe are true simply because that would put you on the wrong side of the line in the sand. It's a scary thought. Am I projecting? Yes. I'm the same way. There's a reason why I don't have a girlfriend or a wife. There's a reason why I don't look at social media. There's a reason why well, I, have, I do watch too much TV. And by too much TV, I mean like an hour a day for the past two weeks. I don't know why. My dad's always watching TV. It really pisses me off. I have nothing better to do. Or there are people who just work 24-7. You know, people who are so caught up in this idea that the the world has some inherent meaning, you know, your life has some inherent meaning. No, it doesn't. Sorry. Get real. No, you, you, your, your life is not so special that you can just, 
you know, completely and totally forget, you know, or, or block out or lie to yourself about the things that you haven't forgiven yourself for. And guess what? Your spouse, you can tell them everything you've ever done wrong, you know, but they can't forgive you for something that you didn't do to them. They can't forgive you for something that you did to, you know, a friend. You, you, they can't forgive you for something that you did to an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend. They can't forgive you for something that you did to your parents or your siblings or your dog. They can't forgive you for violating your own morals or your ethics. They can't. But... If you want to enter a social contract where you bury your guilt in someone else and they bury their guilt in yours and then you both just go the rest of your lives sleeping, cowards, acting like everything's perfectly fine, pretending to find some inherent value in the way you live your life, fine. Be asleep. Go to sleep now and don't ever wake back up. That sounds like fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, when you die, it's not all going to go black. No, 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 no. You see, when you die, the things that you haven't come to terms with, you're going to have to come to terms with by yourself. That's how that works. By yourself. If you're hiding your guilt in social media... It's not going to be there after you die. TV's not going to be there after you die. Your girlfriend's not going to be there after you die. Your boyfriend, not going to be there. Spouse, sorry, nope. No politics. No, no church family. Nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. It's a scary thing. Is there a magical solution to it all? No. Oh, no, there's not. Nope. So you want to pretend that <laughs> your, your wife forgiving you for everything you've ever done in your life is good enough? Okay, fine. You, you want to pretend like, you know, uh, watching enough TV and then just being on social media enough? You forget about all of it is a good enough solution? Fine. Go for it. You don't want to wake up now? You'll wake up later. You don't want to wake up later because guess what? Later, there ain't going to be anybody else. It's just going to be you. You in your own head. Damn, that's a scary thought. People get married because they need forgiveness. People have kids because they need to justify their lives. Could be. Step one, get married. Act like you've been forgiven for everything you've ever done. Step two, have kids. Why? So that you don't have to ask yourself, why am I here? What is the justification for me even being alive? Because if you have kids, it doesn't matter anymore. You have to take care of them. You're hiding. It's a cop-out. Take one verse out of the Bible. Go forth and multiply. Procreate. That's your justification for it? 
Yeah, I'm talking to you. It's a scary thing. You see, is the is the truth morbid enough? Is the truth crappy enough that it's not worth acknowledging it? We should just lie to ourselves until we die and then it doesn't matter anymore? Well, maybe. If you think that when you die, it won't matter anymore. If you think that when you die, it's all going to go black. Or if you think when you die, you're going to get reincarnated. Or if you think when you die, you're going to go up to Allah and get 72 virgins. Or if you think when you die, because you said a couple of magical words, you're going to go to heaven. Fine. Don't think about it. Let it go. Go back to sleep. rock a -bye, baby. Grow up. Wake up. Give your nuts a tug. I know I'm not the bearer of good news here. Sorry. I'm not saying this because I'm in a bad mood. No. Uh, for six years, about that, I've been uh, contemplating things such as this, I guess is the right way to put it. I don't have anything to gain from saying this. Anything I say, I have to <laughs> live out the belief in, right? Yeah. I'm not going to be hypocritical. I'm not going to go get married after I say this. No, 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 no. It's not about me. No, it's not, not about just me. It's not about just you. It's about the truth. Truth, not what we want it to be at all. Now, I suppose if you get right with everyone you've ever wronged, if you get right with God, assuming you believe in God, or get right with the universe, or Mother Nature, or whatever, then maybe this doesn't apply to you. I don't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't come to a belief that I can get right in every way that I've wronged. Human race, been here a while, screwed up a lot of stuff. You take the sins of all the human race on your shoulders? No. Only the ones that you think you're bound to repeat. Which takes some conscious thought. You know? Some objective thought about all of it. Sad truth. what marriage is, what a relationship is. That's why marriages fall apart. You're young. You're dumb. 
You think love is this selfless concept that we're capable of? It's not. The reason why uh, kids act like young, lustful, uh, impulse-driven creatures is because they desperately need absolution, forgiveness. Maybe that's not... That's, that's, I guess that's, that's the right way to put it. Yeah. We, we have an inherent sense of uh, wrongdoing because we have an inherent uh, nature of doing wrong things. And... Uh, we need absolution. We need forgiveness. That's what people think love is. Well, no. That's what the thing that people call love really is. It's just a need for forgiveness. When two people need forgiveness, and they decide to uh, use each other as an outlet for it, that's what love is. Sorry. I pulled back the curtain for you if you're still listening I know that sucks. That's why that's why marriages fall apart because you know it uh, it starts to fade. People start to realize, hey, this doesn't actually mean anything. You know? The uh, the the problems that I was running from when I tried to oh, I don't know, uh, start anew with this person. Problems haven't gone away. They're still here, you know? That's that's why marriages fall apart. I would say that couples that have kids are bound to last longer. Sometimes. Sometimes. Because then the the kids give them meaning in life, therefore they don't have the time to question the uh, futility and the uh, arbitrary nature of marriage and love, as we call it. (laughs) Sorry. I bursted your bubble. It's the truth, though. Unless someone would like to tell me that it's not. Y'all got a couple questions to answer. Um, yeah. Ah, ignorance is bliss. Okay, so, um, this is going to be after my 30-minute rant about, uh, marriage and having kids and the supposed meaning of life. Fa-la-la, la-di-da. So, um, I think it's pretty obvious what my views are on that, um, but I did not really have anybody, um fighting me on what I was saying, so, here's Dan to give his side of that, alright, so, 
Coming at this uh, 10 years married, um, there is, I, I want to be careful here because I can't deny that there is a certain truth to much of what that rant was about. There is a certain uh, thread of truth and I don't want to shy away from the fact that um, how easy it is to, to make marriage a series of just exchanges. I give you this because I'm assured that I'm going to be getting this in return. However, denying that there's purpose and meaning in marriage beyond just those exchanges, I think, is uh, is actually falling quite short of the target. I think marriage is actually meant to draw us out, ultimately out of ourselves, even with all the hypocrisy that we experience and the struggle that we experience in marriage. Marriage is, is ultimately supposed to draw us out of ourselves, it roots us in a place, um, and that rootedness, and this might be going too fast, too big of a jump, I think ultimately purpose comes out of that rootedness, being in a place with a person. Person and place equals purpose. Okay, so, <laughs> you ever heard of the idea of fish love? No, unpack that. Let's just okay. pretend I have it. Fish love. Um, it goes back to this story. It's a, it's a YouTube clip. You can watch it. Abraham uh, Pestilovsky or something. I don't know. Some weird name. Russian. Uh, I think I think he was Russian. Yep, sounds like some it. descent of Russian. But anyway, uh, seems like a very philosophically. Uh, intellectual man, and uh, it's like a three-minute video of about this idea of fish love, and um, he said uh, it's, it's a story of a little boy who um, went out fishing, caught a fish, brought it home, he cooked it up, he ate it, and uh, or as he finished his meal, his dad walked in. His dad asked him uh, what he did that day. And the boy explained, well, I went fishing, I caught a fish, brought, brought it home, and cooked it, and ate it. His dad said, well, why'd you do all that? And the kid said, well, because I love fish. And uh, the, the point is, he didn't love the fish. If he loved the fish, he would let it go. He didn't love the fish, he loved uh, the, the taste of the fish. Mm -hmm. And the point is... Mm -hmm. In marriage, um, I think, more often than not, even in the Christian community, definitely correlation between younger people and more of this. But I would say, even in the Christian community, I don't think people, I don't, I don't think men love the woman that they're with. I don't think women love the man that they're with. Now, I think men have a bigger problem with this than women, but I think men... Love the fact that the women love them. Mm. I think men love the fact mm. that the women give them this false sense of absolution and forgiveness. I think the idea is deitize the person that you're with, therefore giving you a false sense of um, worthiness, you know? Because if you deitize the person that you're with, then you're worthy of being with someone that is that amazing yeah. 
Therefore, you give yourself this bullshit, you know, your, sense your st- of worthiness. Your stock ulti- immediately goes up exactly. once that happens because you're living, you're, right. you're with the deity. Exactly. Right? And then what, you know, I would say that <sighs> criticism is a touchy, uh, touchy area in relationships. Um, I would say that married men are less likely to... Uh, joke about the person they're married to than single men are to joke about really anybody. Because not, not because, you know, like a married man isn't going to refrain from joking about his wife because he loves her. Sorry, maybe like 2% of people who are married. They're going to refrain from joking about their wife because they don't want their wife to stop giving them that sense of like, you know, uh, selfless, complete and total love and absolution and forgiveness and worthiness, you know? It's like a drug that keeps them high. I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm saying this happens too often. So, you know, when I see, oh, such a happy, you're such a happy couple. It's like, maybe, but... Probably not. Now, this this is why um, accomplished people, like a couple made of two people who are very accomplished, um, I think you'll notice they don't spend nearly as much time together. They're much more independent. Why? Interesting. Be- maybe because relationships are really about a sense of worthiness and a sense of forgiveness and absolution from what you're not. Dignity comes to mind, Right, too, you know, so, like, if you're already accomplished in and of yourself, then maybe 95% of a relationship you don't need, you know? 95% of what we have defined as love, you don't need, because really love is just filling in what you aren't. Mm. That's That would be a sad truth to come to. I'm not saying it's true of anybody in particular, but I am saying it's true of 95% of people. Mm. Now, then. So, so you would say that the happy couple, that whole image of, you know, right. uh, we just assume a young couple or even a couple that's been together a few years, we just assume they're a happy couple. But you would say most wouldn't are not happy. Um, if you want to know whether or not a couple is happy, you have to know two things. How happy are they when they are together um, in this relationship of reciprocating uh, love and worthy, a sense of worthiness to each other? See how happy they are in that situation. And then see how happy they are as individual people when the um, butterflies in the stomach are gone, you know? And when they just start both acting like grown-up adults, they start talking openly about the thing, the, their, their, both of their shortcomings, you know? They start to critique each other. Are they still in love like they were before? Or does that just sort of fall apart and they and they turn into like two grown-ups, you know, who really don't want anything to do with each other? It, 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 uh, the love either, that love that we're talking about, and we are putting it in quotation marks, it either just completely goes away and nothing remains. Or I would say rather than go away, it gives way to 
to something else, something stronger. Now, like, my grandparents are still very much in love. I would say more of my grandfather toward my grandmother. That's just the way he is. I, I mean... Some would call him a sucker for that. And, you know, you could say, like, I, I do think he would die in three days if my grandmother died. I really do. He would go down with the ship. I think it's because of a lack of purpose. But he, in and of himself, as an individual person, is accomplished. He has worked his ass off his whole life. And he does not need anyone to tell him what he is or is not. You know? So, I do think that, like, when you have two independent people who don't need any sense of worthiness from someone else, they don't need any forgiveness, any absolution, they don't need somebody to sleep next to at night, but they still participate in a relationship, then they're in love. Mm. 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 Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they, they, would be, they would be an example. Um, so, would you say they're the exception? Um, rather than, rather than, yeah, rather than, yes, they're the exception. Okay. And as, as our generation becomes more and more of the population, it's going to skew further and further toward the, uh, the majority. Oh yeah. Well, not only that, you're just not even going to have people getting married. And, um, again, going back to the whole humans are like chickens thing. I mean. You know, if you want to walk into a chicken house, if you want to open the door to a chicken house at night, you know, and see them all huddled together and say they must all be in love, I mean, that's fine, you know? That's that's your belief. I'm going to go with they're lonely. Yep. Okay, they are very group-minded creatures. Yep. Uh, zero individuality whatsoever. They're scared of being alone at night. Maybe they're cold at night. Um, but there is zero selfless selfless reason as to why they are all huddled together. Okay. You could add to that they don't know anything else. Yeah. It's just what you, they've yeah. always seen. It's like yeah. this is what I am. This is, this is what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. because it's the next... Uh-huh. Step. And, and and for you for all you religious people out there, if you're gonna go and say, Oh well, God made us these group-minded individuals, He wired us to be in a relationship, we're not meant to function outside of a relationship. We're supposed to be this emotionally dependent on our it's how we were made. We are. It's how we were made. It's like no, no, um no. I, I, I picture a bit more of a relationship between man and God, if you believe in God. Um you know, so, yeah, I, I, I just, you're not going to walk into heaven holding your wife or husband's hand. No marriage in heaven. Sorry. That's, that's not going to exist. Some argue the interpretation is no gender in heaven. Again, for the people who believe that's the interpretation of the Bible is correct. Um, you know, I, you know, it goes back to the Garden of Eden. Obviously, before we screwed everything up, God did make man and God did make woman. Now, he doesn't say anything about love, I don't believe. Um, I mean at the beginning. He says that man needs woman. Yes. Like a woman completes a man, sure. Yeah. But he doesn't say anything about like uh, a young-hearted... Uh, oh, certainly not like the love we're talking yeah, about. Yeah. No, 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 no. Nothing no, like no, that. Nothing bad. No. doesn't even say anything about a sexual encounter. Uh, I think you would imply that, though. They were naked. They didn't realize they were naked until they ate the fruit. And they were told to be fruitful and multiply. 
But wasn't that after the Garden of Eden that they were told that? I think so. Yeah, so you could make the implication that before we screwed everything up. There was none of that. I, I don't know. God didn't say there was. I'm not going to make the implication. And again, this is all within the realm of whether or not you believe in God, whether or not you believe in the Bible. Yeah, we might have just lost people who... Right. Who We're not saying that that's true. That's BS. We're just hypothesizing about that. Because, I'm sorry, but there's more to talk about when it's based on the presupposition that religion is correct as opposed to when it isn't. We're not basing anything on that presupposition. We're just talking to that demographic currently. Now... This goes into the title for this episode, which is Liars, Cowards, and Hypocrites. We're all liars, we're all cowards, we're all hypocrites. It just depends on what order we ended up being those. Now, we talked about the whole marriage thing, and there was a little bit in there about when you have kids, you have meaning, you know. Um, and this, this all goes into suicide. Now, I've known a lot of people who... You know, when you when you talk about suicide, they say, why? Why do people commit suicide? And we're actually going to phrase the question a little bit differently. It's actually, I think, the same question. Um, we're just talking about the other demographic uh, as it relates to this. Why don't people commit suicide? Um, <laughs> well, that is because the they are cowards, liars, and hypocrites. For the most part. Um, let's see. Where do I start? Number one. Let's let's start with what your belief is as, a po uh, as far as um, life after death. If you believe that everything goes black after you die, number one, I'm going to prove you wrong with logic. No facts, just logic. You know, why don't we do that right now? All right. Go if you're it. listening to this and you believe that everything was black and you cease to exist after you die, what I want you to do is close your eyes. Okay, open your eyes back up. Now, um, you can see everything. You can hear, smell, and taste, and feel. And you can think consciously and subconsciously about the world around you. You have an imagination, right? You're capable of... Um, Picturing things in your mind as a sentient being, um, which might seem normal to you, you know, you might take it for granted, but it's actually pretty crazy that you're capable of doing that, you know? Um, especially when you start comparing what you're capable to, as far as your consciousness goes, compared to the smartest robot on planet Earth. Um, but I, I want you to consider for a second, if you're one of these people, that what you believe is that you are currently perceiving the world around you. You are currently thinking consciously about the world around you and about what I'm saying, right? You're currently perceiving everything and using your imagination. Now, real quick, close your eyes. Imagine something, okay? Good. Open your eyes back up. And what you're telling me is that you believe when you die, you cease to exist. You cease to remember anything. Your consciousness is gone. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. That doesn't make any sense. If you if you cease to exist, let's say you cease to exist 20 years from now, right? You don't remember anything, okay? Because why? You don't exist anymore. You no longer is. 
I know it sounds grammatically incorrect, yeah. but it's correct. You know, you know, you no longer, you no longer is, you no longer are. Whatever, I don't you no care. No longer is. But did you still perceive it now? If you die in twenty years, says who? Everything goes black. If if let's 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 say I don't know, in a billion years the Earth is just I don't know completely and totally destroyed by the sun. Humanity is just completely and totally eradicated off the face of the universe. So what you want me to believe is that the entirety of the human race, you know, everything that every conscious person has ever perceived, thought of, said, done, every memory of that is just gone. And yet somehow, right now, we're all capable of perceiving it and thinking about it and thinking about the fact that you believe when we die, it all goes black. It doesn't make any sense. You either exist or you don't. It's, you know, and then this goes back to the whole time thing. Um, time is a human concept, okay? But it doesn't actually exist. Mm. Time is change, change that you can perceive. If everything, let's, let's play a game. Ready, Dan? Ready. Okay. Let's pause everything for five billion years. Ready? Paused. Good. Okay, we're back. I'm sorry, we had to take a quick five billion year pause there. Uh, you probably didn't notice because everything in the universe stopped for five billion years. Don't worry though, we're back now. Wait, hold on, you want to pause it again? Pause it again. Okay, we're back again. That's <laughs> 10 billion years of your life that we've wasted, but not really of your life, you know, because you were paused there too. You see how stupid this is? Okay. Time is just change that we perceive, but I promise you it's not actually real, okay? You exist. You're a conscious, sentient being capable of perceiving things around you. You didn't start existing from nothing, and you're not going to stop existing from something. That doesn't make any sense. You exist. Congratulations. You are going to stick around from now until forever. You don't get to die. Now... That we've gotten that out of the way. Please, if you still want to argue about everything going black when we died, you know, uh, I, I think the email, yeah, Dan's email is on this. Please email him, all right, with like the, the subject heading, some capital letters and exclamation <laughs> points, something that he'll notice when he's going through his emails. We'll right. get back to you. I, I, would, I, I would add that um, I think what you were talking about, hypocrites, I think, uh, I think that those who believe it all goes black when we die, I think to continue to live is hypocrisy. It doesn't make any sense. It like, does not make sense. Yeah, let's... let's you, 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 you... Let's, yeah. Okay, so when you die, everything goes black. You don't remember anything that happened, right? So what are those? Those those are the liberals, right? The woke people. What do they say? They say, well, the reason that I'm living is to further the human race. I'm doing it for everybody else. Well, they're all going to die, and their memory's going to go black, and they're no go longer going to exist. So does it really fucking matter? <laughs> does it? No. No, it doesn't, okay? You're a hypocrite. If you think, if you've convinced yourself that everything's going to go black when you die and you're still living and you're not about to commit suicide, it's because you're a coward and a liar and a hypocrite. Mm. And you know what? If somebody wants to blame a suicide on me now, fine, go for it. Put it on my tab. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Put, put it on his tab. Yeah, uh-huh. 
Anyway, now that that's over with, hopefully, this is, I don't know what this is. I'm trying to recover your account. Don't, Windows ignore it. No, it's not me. Just click yes. Well, is it you? Yeah. Oh, oh okay, it is you. Um, so, you know, if, uh, I hope that didn't pause the recording. No, no, it's it's continuing. We're good. Okay. Anyway, um, we're we're still we're still trucking here. I would hope now that we are just talking to people who think that when we die, our consciousness continues. Yeah, on. I think we could all agree on at I, least I, that. I think now not heaven, going further yeah, than that, yeah. but at least that. Heaven, hell, reincarnation. We are God. Fine. I don't know. I can't prove anything. For all I know, I'm talking to myself, and this is all a figment of my imagination. There. Happy? Okay. But now you know you're conscious. Exactly. I'm not <laughs> answering that stupid call. Now. That's it's another random machine thing. Um So on to the liars, cowards, hypocrites. That's the name of the uh, episode, and it's really about suicide. Why don't It's really about you. Why don't people commit suicide? Hmm? Well, let's see. Obviously because well, I mean, there are a couple. I mean, just because you believe in life after death doesn't mean you believe in morals and ethics. So, let's talk to the people out there who are in the demographic that don't believe in any sort of objective morals or ethics whatsoever. Well, then I guess really your life is just about you getting your rocks off. You know? And, um, I mean, I, I, could, I could prove... Logically, why certain morals and ethics are better for a functional society. Um, but, I mean, really, really the only thing I have for that is uh, I, I, want you to, I want you to sit there and ponder this. All right? Close your eyes. Just lay in bed and ponder this, okay? Ponder the idea that you are God. Hmm? Oh, boy. Let's, let's say that you created everything, right? Yikes. And you just sort of uh, made it so you'd forget about it for a while. And you're getting your rocks off in this life. But really, you created all of this. And you're God. Think about that, right? So what if you woke up? Hmm? What if you realized that you were God and you created everything? Huh? And all these people, they were just figments of your imagination. Right? So then you wake up and you're God. Well, let's see. Um, what do you hear? Mm, there's probably not going to be anything else making noise because you're God. Um, what do you see? Black. Okay, because you're God. Oh, but then I, uh, I just decline this. Yeah, just decline that. So, um, hold on, my phone. So, um, I'll text her. Are, we, are you calling her in the middle of the podcast? Four two eight two. Yeah, four one three four two eight two. Um, so. You wake up, right? You're God. <laughs> and you realize maybe you're not the happiest individual, you know? Um, so what What would you do as God, huh, to make yourself happy? Well, I mean, you're God. You can create anything you can possibly fathom or imagine. So do you think, here's the real question, do you think that if you were God, no objective morals, ethics, or anything, no one judging you, and you can make anything that you can fathom or imagine. Do you really think that you can make yourself happy? Because if the answer to that question is yes, you have not thought it through. That should be the scariest thing that you can possibly imagine. Waking up and realizing that you're God. Not good. That would not be good at all. 
if you think that that would be good, think about it some more. And if you think about it some more and you still think that that would be good, fine, your life. And you know what? Not just your life, your eternity. Go for it. Okay. I, I was nervous just with you saying pretend to be God for a second. I was I wasn't I didn't even like the direction. It's uh it's it's a it's a scary thought. It should be a scary thought if you're thinking about it hard enough. Okay. So at this point I'm done talking to people who think that everything goes black when we die. And I'm done talking to people who think that they are God. Because to be honest, if you're God, then there's no point in me talking to you about this. Because you're God. Yeah. You've got so, it figured out. Well, what are you listening to us for? Exactly. So I'm not I'm not talking to you anymore for that reason. So okay. so who does that leave left? Well, I mean, who, I, who I think name at now? that leaves the people who are reincarnist believers, um, reincarnation believers. Uh, I believe this just continues on right. and never ends. What, what else you got? I mean, you, you got like, I mean, you got the people who believe in Greek gods. Uh, I think there were Roman gods. You got Hindus, Buddhists. Um, I think reincarnation covers a lot of religions. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. And I, I'd say there's a general, unstated, unsophisticated version of yeah. that where you just believe we can. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of on. a vague belief in reincarnation, which I can't really, I I can't disprove that. The idea that all this has happened and all that's going to happen again. I mean. Solve a couple of questions I got, you know. Can't prove it. Can't disprove it. Whatever. It doesn't really violate anything we're talking about. So, welcome. You are welcome. And you got people who are Christians, Jews, which sort of fall into the same category as far as life after death. Yeah. Muslims, which are a lot like Christians in the sort of structure of life after death. Mm -hmm. Lots of different uh, differences in belief, but life after death, you know. They believe in a heaven, mm-hmm. paradise, whatever. Yeah. Um, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. That's about it. Okay. Oh, and then the people who think that they can freeze their brain and somehow bring themselves back to life once technology. Good luck with that. Uh, once technology, you know, provides that option. Good luck. Um, you know what? Feel free to stay tuned if you think you can freeze your brain. Why not? Um, free country, I guess. Free country. For now, anyway. Uh, yeah. um, so why do people commit suicide? Um, obviously, not obviously, I, I think that uh, a, a larger than we think percentage of the population in this country believes deep down that everything goes black when we die. Or very at least we're scared of it. We're scared that everything goes black. Um, and they would ponder themselves with them. Why would someone commit suicide? When in reality, I mean, why, why not commit suicide? If everything goes black, it doesn't matter. So then we've already disproved the whole everything going black thing. So let's say there's life after death. If it's reincarnation, well, then it's sort of like, uh, changing teams when you're playing Call of Duty, you know? (laughs) Like, I don't like my life. I'm gonna switch teams. I'm gonna, you know, go to a different life that I like better. Um, can't really knock somebody for committing suicide if you believe in reincarnation. That's true. You know? That's true. What are you mad at them for? Not being a team player? What, you miss them? It's their life. Okay. That what else true. we got? Um, Muslims? I mean, I guess, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say it. I respect people 
I, I respect the willpower of people who blow themselves up for political or religious ideology. Because it's not an easy thing to do. Talk about you a know? team player. Yeah, really. They are a team player. They're morons, but they're team players. <laughs> um, you know, so... I mean, Muslims obviously think that the way that they die can score them points in paradise, as they call it. So, you know, maybe that's a reason to commit suicide. Um, you have the whole life is that crappy. People in the Holocaust. I have no idea why more people in the Holocaust didn't kill themselves. They had the motivation. They didn't. That's beyond me why they didn't do it. Gulags? Holy monkey hell. I mean... But, um... You know, then you have, like, your 17-year-old uh, kid in, I don't know, suburban outside Detroit playing video games. You know, he gets bullied in school. He kills himself. Why? Well, I mean, it really just comes down to uh, what what you believe the meaning of life is. I mean, if if you're happy enough... That you're scared to die because you don't want to stop being however happy you are. Well, then that's sort of like a worldly reason as to whether or not to commit suicide. Um, Christians, Jews, maybe Muslims, um, probably Muslims, same, same sort of thing. Uh, they believe that there's a purpose to their life. They believe that there's a God that judges them. Um, maybe a little bit less with Christianity because of the whole aspect of forgiveness. Um, but... You know, they believe that there's something wrong with suicide, right? So that would be a not-so-worldly reason not to commit suicide, you know? Um, that, that would be more of a belief. But as far as cold hard, cold, hard, worldly reasons to commit suicide and not to commit suicide, why the hell don't more people commit suicide? I think they're just scared. I think they're cowards. I don't think I think they don't own the stones. And like you know, um, that's not a call to action. In case anyone was wondering, not a call to action. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking zero responsibility for anything that happens because I'm saying this. It's a beauty of First Amendment. Um, I'm not saying that you should commit suicide. I'm saying that the reason a lot of people don't is because they don't have the balls. Um. I think that the basic setup for life is everything's based on the presupposition that either everything goes black when we die or I'm scared that everything goes black when we die. Mm. So it's either a belief that everything goes black or an unknown. But either way, people are scared to die. So then it's sort of um, a given that... You know, anybody, uh, it's, it's a given for anybody that, you know, I have to live out the rest of my life. I have to live my life as long as I can. And therefore, um, the, the lows, you know, the downs, the, the pain, all the hard work, that's just a price that you pay for living, but it's not a price that gets compared to everything because we're scared for, we're scared of dying, you know? So it's like an absolute price of death. So no matter how bad things get, gulag, holocaust, we still want to live. Because of that absolute uh, price that we put on dying because we're scared. We're, we don't know. Um, 
So then all the ups, you know, all the all the happy moments, all the highs. I'm talking about chemical highs, you know. There's a difference between like genuine joy, uh, juvenile happiness, and then just getting your rocks off and getting high. Um, but all of those moments, they get counted as pluses, right? So the lows don't really get counted as negatives. You know, this isn't a list of pros and cons, reason to commit suicide or reasons not to. It's based on the presupposition that you're not going to. And then after that, life is shit, but I have to live life. So what am I going to do? I'm going to be as happy as I can. And that's really the atheist community. Now, I find it very interesting that people have actually come to this conclusion as liberals and atheists that they actually care about the future of the earth. That is just respectable and amazing if that's actually where they're at. Because they really think that everything goes black when we die, but then they actually still care about the earth? We're, we're and they care about they... the future? And they care about, you know, whether or not they're good people? Like, that is respectable that's actually your mindset yeah, if if that's actually their yeah. mindset that's I, I doubt that it is because it doesn't really make any sense i know i'm a little bit cynical here but it still doesn't make any sense um so yeah everything's based on the presupposition that we're not going to commit suicide now am i saying that i'm not you know dan dan you're probably going to take a, a different view aside than I am on this, but if someone asks me whether or not suicide is wrong, I'm going to tell them if you don't have anybody depending on you, and, and here's another thing, you know, if you don't have a wife and you didn't bring kids into the world, right? If you didn't manifest a consciousness in this world that you are therefore responsible for because you manifested it, your life is your life. I'm not going to tell you that suicide is wrong. Now, now let's say, though, um, let's just say the other side. What do you say to the argument there's a natural drive and instinct to live? There's a natural cowardice to die. But uh, wouldn't you say there's also an instinct within us that we don't even understand to live and to, to willfully go against that is unnatural? I think it appears as a natural drive to live, but I really just think it's... Uh, instinctive cowardice of dying. I think we're cowards. I think we're all cowards. Because we don't know. Stephen King proved that no matter uh, what horrific thing he puts on the screen, or no, yeah, so there's this idea, uh, I think Stephen King was talking about it first, that um, in a horror movie, if there's like you know, sort of like the shadowy closet, you know, and there's like something moving in there or like a shadow moves or like the door is creaking. Whatever is in your imagination is worse than what's going to be on the screen. And that is true. And your, your imagination can scare you more than anything in the world can, right? So we don't know what happens when we die. We have no idea. Do we consciously articulate our worst fear as to what happens? I think you'd end up in a mental asylum if you did. I think that our conscious mind blocks that out, or our subconscious mind blocks that out. Um, but you know, it's not like we've—it's not like we've uh, identified what we believe as to what, as far as what happens when we die. We just we push it off. We don't know. We don't want to think about it because we understand 
on a repressed subconscious level how much it scares us. So I, I think it's just cowardice. We don't want to die. And when we're going based on the presupposition that we don't want to die, then it appears as though we have a natural drive to live. But we don't. There's nothing nat like people. Oh, okay. So, so what's natural about eating food and then shitting it out, and drinking water and then pissing it out? Hmm. What's natural about that? Well, you, that's the way the world is. What's natural about that? Not in comparison to the world. Objectively, well, there's nothing natural about it. It's the only thing you've ever known, but that doesn't mean it's natural. How damn special do you think you are? <laughs> that's good. So, you know, if someone asked me, would it be wrong for me to commit suicide? I'd say wrong according to who? Wrong, wrong according to society? No one cares what society thinks. Unless it's as far as like a prison sentence goes. And then people care. But, you know, as, as far as the opinions of others, unless it's going to detrimentally affect them in some way, no one actually cares. Sorry, no. Your, your beliefs as far as morality and ethics and right and wrong have nothing to do with society. No, that, that doesn't make any sense. Mm. And, and, and you're like this postmodernist uh, liberal freak who does not care at all about genuine reality if you perpetrate that belief. Okay. People don't care about society. People people don't actually care about the world. The human race. No. Hey, there's Dan's wife. She probably would not like the content podcast. But that's okay. Um So yeah. Um I think we're all cowards. And because we're cowards, I'd say that we lie about what we genuinely believe. And then when anybody questions us about, quote-unquote, what we genuinely believe, we all turn into hypocrites. Um, and I don't think that we have a natural drive to live. No. Sorry. You aren't brave for living. You're a coward for being scared of dying. Mm. <laughs> you know? And, like, that's... The, the, like, the, the people who, you know, are doing, like, ten backflips in a row on the edge of a skyscraper, you know, and they're all Russian. I'm sorry. They're all Russian. <laughs> um, you know, or, or the people who, well, no, let's just say the people who do dangerous things for no apparent reason. What's their mindset? I don't know. Maybe they've realized that no matter what the outcome is as far as life after death, it doesn't really matter if they die right now. Now, if you have kids, if you have some responsibility that yeah, you chose to manifest in the world, that's your responsibility. You don't get to walk away from that. And if you want me to prove why not, well, I guess, you know, if you don't believe in objective morality, it's a dick move. I can't prove why. It's a dick move. <laughs> yeah, you're don't a do dick. It. You're a dick. Don't you're, do it. You're, you're a dick if you do you that. You'll be a dick. But if you don't have any responsibility, you know, and you've, you've kept it in your pants your whole life, you know, uh, if, if someone, if you're, if you, if your life sucks so much, right, that you want to just end it and then someone tells you not to because they're going to miss you, well, that person's being selfish, huh? It's your life. 
And to be honest, if everything goes black after we die, it doesn't matter. If we get reincarnated, we're probably not going to remember this life. So again, doesn't matter. They're not going to remember missing you. And if there's heaven after this life, well, I guess it doesn't really matter because in heaven, everything's perfect. And if they go to hell and you go to hell, I don't really think they're going to care about the fact that you committed suicide, you know, you know, when they were X number of years old. Um, so it's your life, you know. If you, if you got responsibility that you brought into the world, then that's your responsibility. Don't be a dick. If you don't, then you <laughs> figure out, obviously, this, this is obvious. Your reason to live has to be that you are trying to do something between now and when you die that is going to matter even after you die. Um, that you couldn't do after you die. You got to do it now, but it's going to matter even after you die. Because if it's something that you have to do now, but it's not going to matter after you die, it's pretty stupid to care about it at all. Because hmm. it's not going to matter. It's what's not going to matter here, what's, it will matter after you die. Well, I'm okay. saying if it's something that you have to do here because you can't do it after you die. Oh, but it doesn't matter after you die. Oh, well, then yeah, then it's Then pointless. it's stupid. Then it's it's pointless. pointless. Now, if it's something that you got to do here and you can't do it after you die, but it matters after you die, you believe in an afterlife and you believe it's going to matter and it's actually a logical train of thought as to why it's going to matter, there's your reason for living. I'm not going to crack it, you know? Go for it. But think about it. Actually think about it. Don't base your entire life on these bullshit presuppositions. Because that makes you a coward, a liar, and a hypocrite. <laughs> yeah, Dan, any closing thoughts? So I think you need to... I think you need to... Uh, I think... So we're all of these things. I think the entrance way into this three-ring circus, if you could call it that, is different for each of us. Yes. I think... I think, um, would you say growth would be getting acquainted with the demon in your closet, getting acquainted with yeah. your tendency to uh -huh. either be a liar, uh -huh. coward, or a hypocrite, right. and uh, coming to terms and yeah. own the label, own mm -hmm. the brand. Yeah. You are what you are. You, your your actions and your behaviors are controlled by that demon in the closet. And pretending that it doesn't exist and then pretending that those behaviors don't exist makes you a coward, a liar, and a hypocrite. So why don't you acknowledge how scared shitless you are about all of this, right? And then acknowledge the hypocrisy in the way that you are living because there's going to be some in everybody. I don't care if you're the Pope. Actually, especially if you're the Pope. Uh, yeah. But, um... Yeah, don't so, don't run from it. Embrace yeah, it. Yeah, embrace it. And then, you know, it's like, well, yeah, but then it just sort of seems like my entire life is meaningless and everything's falling apart. Well, that's the way it really is. <laughs> and, Sorry. And on that note. <laughs> also, by the way, I said I was going to explain what I meant Oh yeah. by yeah, um, yeah. the fact that whatever's after this life has to be realer than this life. If it's non-existence, well, then that's the way it's going to be for the rest of eternity. So that's the way it really actually is. But we already proved that wrong. So if it's reincarnation, well, then in theory, you wouldn't remember this life. 
which I guess, you know, if it's reincarnation, it has to be reincarnation with a remembrance of this life. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense, does it? something. Right, yeah. It might not be the whole thing. Yeah, but you got to remember something. Your consciousness has to be preserved to some degree, or else it doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. as we've explained earlier. And if it's heaven, well, then that heaven is going to be with a remembrance of this life. You know, your consciousness will be... uh, it, it, it will be preserved. It's the only way that it makes sense because you aren't a temporary being. You're not a temporary uh, sentient consciousness that perceives the universe. You have to exist permanently or it doesn't make any sense. So heaven would be realer than this in theory. You know, in theory, this would be the dream. Heaven would be the reality. Mm. So this is a staging ground. If for nothing else, I think it would make sense for us to go based on the presupposition that we got to figure ourselves out a little bit more. Even if you don't believe in God, even if you believe everything's going to go black, figure yourself out. You know, burn off the dead wood, as Jordan Jordan Peterson likes to say. And there's a lot of it. And, and if you feel like there is no reason to burn off the dead wood, but you're not suicidal, you're a coward, and you're a liar, and you're a hypocrite. That's it. Yeah. You don't have the will to live. You're scared to die. So, you know, there you go. Uh, yeah, we will uh, catch you on the flip side. Mm. See ya.